Thank you guys so much for joining me. We are here Tuesday evening on Clubhouse. This is episode 31. Do you have poor spending habits? Those of you who are on Clubhouse, this is our esthetician chat. We're going to have a great conversation this evening discussing spending habits. And unfortunately, I want to make this disclaimer really quickly. Uh, I have poor spending habits, so I will be very clear in saying that I'm speaking from experience and I'm not speaking from anyone else's experience, but my own in regards to spending and the habits that I created that carried over from my personal life. So I do have pinned here in Clubhouse, my episode 22, No Retail, No Business. That is a very popular one right now. Our most popular one is client injuries. We all know why. We do still have quite a few estheticians who are in uh having issues on social media from some of the services that they're doing. But moving on to our conversation tonight, specifically, our spending habits tell us a lot, not only in our personal life, but really in our business. And if you truly have bad spending habits in your personal life, they absolutely carry over into your business. I posted on my Facebook page this week, a Instagram, my husband and I did couple months ago talking about my money issues and how I had to be transparent with my husband. Um, even though he knew I had a business when he, when we met, he knew that I was a single mom. He knew all of these different things. However, as we started to become closer, we decided to get married. I still left those things out. If that makes sense. I did not talk about my issues when it came to any kind of money, whether it was with the business or my personal life, I really didn't share any of that. But what I do share quite a bit, especially when I'm talking to estheticians, is really more about how they're spending for their business. Do you make the great money decisions? Do you understand the importance of understand how the money goes out of your business? Because it's really very or just as important as the money coming into your business. But do you focus even more on how the money goes out of your business because that's where we get in trouble. That's where a lot of us get into trouble is we're not very conscious about what we spend on, how we spend, how often we spend and the amount that we spend. So when we in my company, Smooth Skin Supply, started doing afterpay for all of our estheticians to do business with us, we loved the afterpay pay 25% off or 25% when you check out and then pay the rest over time. Like we love being able to offer that to our estheticians and our businesses specifically because there are situations where you don't have the opportunity to pay for your order in full, but you will see your full order and then you pay off the bill over time, right? Lovely program. We love the program. We love being able to offer the program. But what I often find with a lot of estheticians who either come into my storefront and have conversations with me, whether we've started conversations on social media or we have conversations over the phone, is that there's a lot of you guys that are really struggling with relating or correlating your spending habits in your business are really the spending habits that are in your personal life and the way you view money in general, right? I never understood when people place orders with us and they really just don't have any plan. Like you're using afterpay for a $25 purchase or which means you're going to pay, you know, $4 when you check out. Like I never really understood when I saw people purchase with us with no understanding of how the business really works. Right. 
you got to equate for shipping. Sometimes there's businesses that do shipping and handling. We don't do shipping and handling. We really have it all kind of combined under shipping. But understanding when you look at what you need to use in the business to offer services and you understand how much it costs you to do the services, then that stops. I just had a conversation recently this week with someone who was saying that they didn't understand how they were going through wax so fast. And I kind of have this conversation with a lot of estheticians, um, especially if they've been in business for two or more years, because it goes beyond you being comfortable with what you're using. Once you get the hang of, you know, obviously applying wax is always a, a challenge, especially when you're new in the industry. Once you get comfortable with telling the clients what they need to do, you have your prep protocol, you have your post protocol, like we're all comfortable there. But when we start looking at our business it's usually around year two or three is when we start evaluating how much am I really making in my business? How much is my profit? How much am I putting out to get? right? That's when we start looking at payroll. That's when we start looking at how we pay ourselves and how consistently we pay ourselves. And then we really start looking at how much products we're using and services. And are we calculating correctly to get the right amount to charge clients? That's around the time that we really start looking at that, right? But your spending habits come into how you purchase. So if you don't spend well, if you don't plan for your spending, if you don't have a game plan for understanding that this is how much a service costs and this is how much I charge, but I can't use more than this amount, right? Let's go back to beauty school. The reason they had us use those decanters and you know what the decanters are. I'm going to explain them to you. As soon as I explain it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember those. They're like the little plastic egg cartons, right? You had a one, two, three, four, five, six. Some of them were six in a, in a rectangle and some of them went around in a circle right? So that was to pre-measure whatever you were using, typically in a facial. So you would, you know, put the product in for your cleanser, your exfoliant typically was a scrub, your massage medium, your mask, your serums, your moisturizer, and your sunscreen. You would put that and you would decant that. The reason they had us doing decanting in school was to understand that there was only a certain amount you needed to use and you needed to make it last in order for you to be profitable on the inside when you charge that client. And then a lot of us, when we got out of school, we threw away that decanter. We didn't use it anymore because it looks sexy to have all of the products on your <laughs> trolley. And it was sexy to pump it into your hand or pump it into a bowl, right? We call it freehand. So you're just going to do one or two pumps of your cleanser. You're just going to do one or two pumps not realizing you're wasting product, right? And I often talk about the decanting process that we're taught that we often leave because we don't think that it looks cool. But unfortunately, that is a business move that you learned in beauty school. You are pre-measuring to use exactly what you measure out. That is a business move because freehand, free pumping, is wasting of products. That's money you're throwing away because you don't use it all. So it's something to think about, right? So when I start talking about your spending habits, I'm not just talking about what you purchase. I'm also talking about your waste that's happening in your treatment room that you may not be ready to have the conversation about. 
I have this conversation a lot, especially when you start talking about looking at your business and how you can make more money. Before you look at raising your prices, increasing the days you work, bringing in more retail, let's look at the the, uh, garbage can. Let's look there. How much product are you wasting? How much wax are you leaving on your stick? How much product are you leaving on that cotton ball or cotton pad or two by two, four by four? Why are you not measuring out how much you actually use in your services? Why are you just pumping and thinking, you know, do you actually know how much that pump pushes out? Believe it or not, there's pumps out there that will tell you how much they were dispense. I don't know if you know that. The reason I know that is because I'm on the manufacturing side. So there's some pumps I don't want to push out more than a half ounce. So I'm going to get a specific pump that only pushes out a half ounce of product, right? So before I start looking at your spending habits and before I start talking about, you know, products that you order or products that you don't order, let's look at your garbage can. How much product are you throwing away? I'll never forget when I was hiring for my, I've had two spas that I've had two staffs for, and I would always tell them in the hiring process that I pay attention to waste. And I would always get people who are interviewing me, their, their eyes would get big. And they were like, what do you mean you're looking, you look at waste because waste is money. When you leave wax on that stick and you put it in the garbage can, you've wasted that money because that amount of wax had a dollar attached to it. When you free pump, but you have too much product and you wipe it into a cotton and you put it into your hand or you put too much SPF in your hand, there's a dollar attached to that product that you wasted. So I want to hire someone who understands waste. Just because you didn't pay for it doesn't mean that it wasn't paid for and there wasn't a a number attached to that. So when I talk to estheticians about this, I go there first because people are so oblivious when they're comfortable in their routine. So I ask the question, oh, do you pump product into your hand or into like a little bowl or do you decant? And they're like, oh, what's decant? You remember that little plastic egg carton that you got in your beauty school kit where you had to put like, it was like either marked one, two, three, four, five, six, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you would have like a designated spot for all of your products. You remember that? They're like, oh yeah. Do you still do that? 95% of them say no. I've only come across one or two and it shocked me that they said yes. And I've said, oh, awesome for you. You understand it. 95% of the people I ask this question to say no. And that tells me that you don't understand as a business owner, you're wasting money. That is a poor spending habit because you're wasting product that you paid for, that you allocated, You put into your cost per service because that half ounce or ounce that you use on that has a dollar attached and that's the equation you push out to charge people. So what if you did start decanting? What if you stopped being wasteful? What if you put out a certain amount of sticks to use on that that wax service? What if you only put out one or two, two by twos or four by fours? Like, are you being strategic And understanding that everything you use in your service has a dollar attached to it. It has an amount attached to it. So I want to make sure that I'm using it 
with that return in mind, not going into the garbage to be wasted because product in the garbage is, is wasting, is throwing away money, right? Most of you guys think when I say, do you have poor spending habits? You literally think I'm talking about your visa card. When you place an order, you go to, you know, target or wherever you're going to go and you overspend your budget, whatever that definitely has a place. But the first place I love to start with all the time is, are you wasting product in your treatment room? Is there product that goes into your garbage every day? Because if you do, then you don't get the bigger picture that I'm trying to help you understand with. The reason you may not be getting as much income as you could is because you're throwing away your product. And when you throw away the product, that's a waste that can never be recouped. It doesn't matter how much you increase your services to. If you're constantly wasting product, it will never even out. You have to have a better plan, right? So the next step in the conversation definitely has to go to how you spend in order for you to get those products to using the service. Are you buying smart? Or do you just spend and look at what you need and just buy what you need, right? I loved when I got to the point in my business when I started spending to plan for the future. I loved going from purchasing every month to every other month to once a quarter to every six months. Like that was one of the biggest eye openers for me because I got so super specific on exactly what I needed and I didn't buy things that I didn't need, right? I learned that your sticks, your two by twos, your four by fours, your bonnets, um, your headbands, if you want to do disposable headbands, your gloves, those are all things that will never perish. They will never expire. So when there was a sale, when I had extra money, I would buy enough for six months because I knew it would never go old. I would always eventually use those wax sticks. I would always eventually use those gloves. So there was no purpose in me trying to figure out or just waiting once that box got to half down that I would buy. There's benefits in buying in bulk and there's benefits in buying it enough to get it free shipped, but it's never going to expire. I'm always going to use it. So my priority was to always make sure the things that I was going to use that didn't expire, I was always going to buy in bulk. My goal was to not spend every month, every week. Some of you guys are spending and we have evidence in our business where we have estheticians that buy from us every week that I wanted to push myself. Can I get to every quarter? And then when I got to six months, I then really pushed myself to buy for a year. And that was such a great goal for me to accomplish because that means I had to look at how I was spending the income I was earning. And instead of buying so frequently and spending so much money on shipping, I started doing it smart. And I started doing it smart in a way that it did not affect my bottom line. There's a lot of you who are trying to extend the dollars in your services to cover all of your expenses, but that's not how the business was ever set up. Your service dollars were never meant to cover every expense in your business. It was never meant to do that. However, we somehow think it magically is supposed to. So when it doesn't, and we struggle with that, we completely miss the retail space because we truly think that everything has to come from that service dollar. 
And this is a conversation I have quite a bit with estheticians. And for me, it's unfortunate because I really like to go basic when it comes to understanding this is exactly what I want to bring to our conversation. If you understand that your dollars and your services can only stretch so far, where else do you think that money in your business is going to come from? And let's add that to your poor spending habits to where you're spending a lot of money on purchases because you did not factor in the shipping costs or you didn't factor in or have even a, um, a system for you to do inventory so that you understood how fast you went through a product. Like when are we going to, or what is it going to take for you to become so frustrated to the point where you actually look at the expenses in your business? Where can you cut? Where can you spend more better smartly? When can you, where can you do that? And are you willing to do it? Like I have lots of conversations with people all the time. And I say, your services were never meant to cover every expense. That's why retail is so important. And if you're not retailing, you're already cutting yourself off. Your potential to make more comes from retail. It doesn't come from services. So if you know it doesn't come from services, then why don't you retail? Why is that not as important for you as you make your services? And then I always get, I, well, I, you know, I just don't have the time. I haven't sat down and decided what I want to sell or I'm not comfortable selling. But again, if you take it from very basic, you know, I love to go basic. If the client's coming to you to spend money in your business, why don't you make it easy for them to spend money? If you don't sell well, why is it not included into the price of your services? That's the automatic income. I always go back to the same example that I use when I talk to people in person, to where I talk on my podcast, to when I talk when I'm doing lives. If you understand that you see 100 clients in a month, right? That's your average. And let's say you have a $35 product that you add to every service for those 100 services. That's $3,500 more in your month. It's that simple. And guess what? There's estheticians that are doing it and they're getting it. You've made the decision that people won't pay that much, that they don't want to pay for products included, and they're not going to want to pay that much. And you made the decision way before you even understood your business, right? I love to bring up the Estee Lauder model. The Estee Lauder model has worked. I've used the Estee Lauder in my model in my business. Um, it's worked every time. The gift with purchase. If you spend this amount, you get a free gift. People love it. They already know it's going to be in that plain Estee Lauder makeup patch with some lipsticks, samples that don't match with some perfume that may be old and is not popular, but they love getting it. So when I talk to statisticians about doing the gift with purchase, they're like, oh, I'm not sure if they're going to want to spend that much. They're walking into the door with the expectation to spend. What I love to push estheticians and businesses out of their comfort zone, especially when you get bold, right? There's been quite a few estheticians that have been with me. They've taken my master classes. They've taken my, they've been in my mentoring group. They've taken all kinds of stuff with me. And they know that I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And that is challenge yourself. You want to make real money? You want to have income? You don't want to worry about where extra money is coming from? Add the product into the service, put it onto your service menu. Product included. 
See how your business will change. Just do it. You know why a lot of you don't? Because you're afraid of whatever you've made up in your mind. That, oh, they're not going to spend this. They will spend it. People love to have product included. People love to know that they're going to pay one price and they can walk home with some products. They love that. You never give them the opportunity to do it. Let's say you don't want to include the product price. Okay, do a gift, free gift. When you spend this much, you get a free gift. Like I, I have for a long time always questioned the understanding of we're in business to earn income. We're not in business to do free services, but some of us are doing free services. You want to know how I know? Because I ask. Do you know how much revenue you get off that service? No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, are you working for free? Oh, no, I would never. Oh, okay. Well, have you ever done the cost per service worksheet? Well, no. Well, let's add up the numbers. They don't lie. I used to do live masterclasses. Folks would come out. We would pull out that sheet. They pull out their service menu because I had them bring it. We had lots of tears because people were negative most of the time. They weren't making any money from it at all. Not even enough to pay themselves. So all of this falls under spending habits, right? We have waste of products over here. We have not understanding how to purchase to maximize the products that you have, then you're not including retail. So if you want to have that service dollar stretch for all the expenses that are in your business, all the things you spend on to conduct your business, it will never stretch. That's why I love the cost per service worksheet with Angela Green, because you're in that. The rent is in that. The cost of doing the product, using the products that you're using the service are in that. So every time you do a service, there's money allocated to the rent. Every time you do a service, there's money allocated to your hourly pay. Like all of those have to have a place, but we have to have a plan. Because I think a lot of us get into business and we're so excited to be in business. We're so excited to have clients. We're so excited to be able to maybe sell something or sell a retail product or do whatever that we never sit down to look at our finances until we're in trouble or, or we got to pay taxes, one or the other. We don't ever look at it any other time. But when you understand that business has to earn income and you have to cover your expenses and then you have whatever's left over is your revenue, then you want to make sure you're always having revenue. So if you have those months that are ebbs and flows, some days, some months you do really well and some months you don't do well, I would challenge you to look at your retail, especially in the months that you don't do well. Where's your retail? And if you really want to take it even further, include the products into the services. I love my 100 client a month example. And we have a lot of businesses that partner with Smooth Skin Supply and they do it because I've said it for so many years. It's not about being able to sell anymore, right? Clients have the, <laughs> they have the world at their feet. They can go online. They can go to Amazon. They can go to Ulta. They can go to Sephora. They can go to all these places and get what they need. What they don't have, though, is your expertise. So if you understand that, then make it easy for them to do business with you. 
don't shut off the opportunity of you getting income because you're so closed off and I'm just going to, you know, do services. All I do is services. Yeah. You need to earn income. You need to make revenue. The only way you can get a bigger location or buy more products is if you have retail. And this is something that is tried and true. It's something that um, I have experienced myself. But to be honest, when I started my business, I had retail from jump. I understood the retail game. I worked for a company. I understand the retail game. I understand the margins. My money, what saved me a lot was my retail. A lot of the times what saved me was the retail. And the thing with me is that the spending habits were not great. But I didn't give myself the opportunity to understand how I could spend more effectively. So when I started looking at all, and I call them my dry goods, so that's my my cotton, my cotton rolls, my sticks, my bonnets, my headbands, all my disposables, those don't expire. So I can purchase a lot of those and and store them, whether I store them at home or I store them in in the business, I could do that. And that expense was crossed off my list. When I started looking at wax, especially my soft waxes, I can buy when there's a sale in bulk. It ain't going to go bad. That was my next thing that I worked on. So instead of me buying six cans, I started buying 12. And then I started buying a case, 24. And I was so surprised how much it freed up my income because I didn't have to worry about, I got to save this much to buy. Well, I hope I make enough money to buy what I need instead of being strategic. When I started looking at my back bar, I started purchasing things that I knew wasn't going to expire, especially cleansers. Cleansers, I started buying. I didn't always, I always wanted to make sure my masks were fresh and my serums were fresh and my massage mediums and all of that. But cleansers, I would buy in bulk. I mean, I really started understanding the game that I did not have to place an order every month. I didn't have to place an order every week. I didn't have to place an order every two weeks. There's some things that I use in my business that I can buy in bulk, not only save money, save in shipping, do all of those things. Like that really started changing the way I started to spend. But some of you spend out of desperation Because you may need one thing and you'll buy that one thing, not understanding you got to make that dollar stretch. I always said this to my coaching group, my coaching group for my um, Say Brazil Marketing Club members. And I say, when you get to a point in your business, you're not going to just buy two of this, three of this, four of this, five of this. You're not going to do that. You're going to be strategic. And there is a lot of them already doing this. You're going to spend $500 on one item. So you get the biggest bang for your buck. And they get free shipping. So they don't even have to do that. They can spend whatever, but they're going to buy 12 or 24 or 48 or 96. A lot of them buy in 96 because they get free products when they buy in, in, in high quantities. You know, 12, one free, 24, two free, you know, 48, three free, you know, 96, four free. So That's when you know in your business, you've done really, really well because you're buying ahead. You already know the clients are coming in. You're allowing them the opportunity to spend and you have product on the shelf for them to buy. 
you're not taking the money and then having it get to them two, three, four, five days later, making them wait. No, you don't do that. Or you don't take their money and said, I'm going to place an order tonight. Can I take your money? And then I'll have it for you in a week. You're not doing that. You're purchasing with the understanding that the clients are coming to the business to spend. So I got to have that opportunity. That's when your spending habits change. So if your mindset is I'm only going to buy two because I only sold two, that's that's not the mindset you you really need to understand. You should know what your best sellers are. So whatever your best sellers are, you're going to buy that in bulk. It's so funny because Angela and Green and I, when we first met, we were both business owners and we would have we would have owners meetings. We would chat every Friday morning. We would talk for like two hours. And we were so excited when we first opened our business and we started you know, becoming friends and business owners and sharing and, and talking about the things that we go through in our, in our business, right? And we were so excited when we started buying in 12 and 24 of the same item because that says you're doing well. You're looking at your top sellers and you're keeping them in stock constantly. That's a spending habit that gives you more income consistently. It was so much, it was such fun for us to both say and tell each other what we were, what we were buying and what we were buying in, in, in quantity. You know, 24 is a lot of the same product. We thought it was at that time that it was, it was a lot to buy 24 sunscreen or 24 cleansers or 24 scrubs or whatever we were doing, but we were so excited to do that. And you know why we were really excited to do that? Because we knew we had changed our spending habit. You got to plan to buy 24 of the same item. You got to strategically put a plan together, not only for the income to pay for it, but to understand how important it is in your business. It's a different way of thinking. We had to change our, our spending habits from poor to strategic. And a lot of you are still in the poor spending habit phase. You haven't quite jumped over to the strategic planning because you don't want to. You may have the excuse you don't like numbers, you don't like math, you don't like money conversations, which is all well and good. However, you're in business to make money. You're in business to earn money. You're in business to pay for your livelihood. So at some point, you have to do the things that are hard. You have to address your poor spending habits. You got to address those and then you have to do something about it because nothing will change until you do. So if you know nothing will change until you do, then you got to look at those poor spending habits. Are you wasteful? Are you pumping in your hand? Do you have products still on things and it's going in the garbage? Are you throwing away product? That's a big one. That's a really big one. And that's a hard habit to break if you've been in that habit for quite a bit. It's a hard, it's a hard habit to break. But I will challenge you. And once you realize you have poor spending habits to really do something about it. You're the only one that's going to be able to do something about it. You're the only one that's going to be able to have more money and your income coming into the business. It all happens when you make up your mind to address your poor spending habits and to do something about it. So if you know that and you understand that, 
then you're going to see a difference in your business. All right, guys, those of you who are on my podcast, thank you so much for joining me. You can check out all of our older podcasts. You can always join us in our masterclass as well. And we will see you guys next time.